Are you looking for some new goodies to spice up your stash? How about some expertly made and lab-tested baked goods and other innovative infused products that have been made from scratch with plenty of love and hemp too? Well, how about you check out Smoke to Smoke sponsor, Snapdragon Canico. Based out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, Snapdragon aims to bring an exceptional variety of infused products right to your door. They've got some classic standards like cereal treats, cookies, brownies, and chocolates, but they've also got hemp-derived tinctures, Delta 9 sodas and seltzers, and Delta 8 infused honey, in addition to a fantastic selection of frequently rotating small batch drops of THCA live resin, diamonds, and flour. So if you haven't already, check out snapdragonhemp.com. And to save a little cash while you stock up your stash off on me, use code SMOKE2SMOKE at checkout. That's S-M-O-K-E, the number two, S-M-O-K-E at snapdragonhemp.com. Enjoy! Welcome to Smoke to Smoke, the show that'll get you in the know about smoke and drill. I'm your host, Kadabra. With this podcast, I hope to inform you about the fast-growing world of cannabis. I'll be discussing strains, cannabis legislation, groundbreaking studies on the herb, and much more because there's a lot to cover. This podcast is for listeners 18 and up, so if you're a little kid, I'm going to have to ask you to leave for now, but when it's your time, I'll be here and just feel free to hop on back in. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get started. Hello again. Welcome back to another fantastic chat brought to you by Smoke to Smoke HQ. This week, I'll be rejoined in another roundtable discussion with Andrew Smith, the founder of Totally Hypothetical Care LLC, a hemp-infused goods company based out of Tennessee, in addition to Ebony Blevins, the market manager for Tacal, Arkansas. Decal Official is one of North America's fastest-growing cannabis brands led by a prolific rapper, actor, and entrepreneur, Method Man. For this week's discussion, we sit down and hash out some of the issues we've seen arise as cannabis and mycology content creation continues to decline from incessant blocking of freedom of speech, gatekeeping, and navigating the different degrees of shadow banning on Instagram and Meta. We have a lot to say on not only these topics, but a lot more. Before we get started, though, I have a quick disclaimer. While I make an immense effort to broadcast accurate information, I am not a doctor. I'm simply presenting my views based on what I gather from my own research. Please do not use this podcast as medical advice, and be sure to consult your physician for any medical issues you may be having. Thank you. Now, let's light up and dig in. All right, guys, so we are back again with another episode of Smoke to Smoke here at a roundtable discussion since it's a new type of segment we're bringing to the podcast where I invite two guests who have previously been on the show back to talk about um, some things that I've been thinking about since joining the industry myself 
looking around and kind of just observing the way things were going in the current state. For tonight's topic, I wanted to highlight a lot of the issues that I've been seeing specifically with the virtual sector of the cannabis industry, specifically gatekeeping within the cannabis community, as well as that leading to the decline in cannabis content creation. So today I am joined by Andrew, aka Hip Relations of Totally Hypothetical Care, and Miss Ebony Blevins of Tacal, Arkansas. And we're gonna chat it out a little bit, um, kind of just talk about what's on our brains about it, what our thoughts are, how we got to the current point we're at right now as content creators, what's been going wrong with the internet lately, and just just how life's rolling. So first off, welcome you guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, let's start out by somebody who didn't join us on our most recent roundtable discussion because we will have you circle back around and reintroduce yourself because we got a little bit of refreshing to do. But first off, Miss Ebony Blevins, please tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you're doing today and what you're smoking on. Well, today I am smoking on Takao's Heavy Cream. It's available here in Arkansas. Um, but um, lately, you know, Takao's wanting to move me up. And so I'm working on finding more people to replace me um, here in Arkansas. I can't wait to see what that holds. And I was selected for a women's mentorship program. And uh, my mentor is the, or was the brand, brand, not brand ambassador, brand strategist for Rock Nation and for Fenty. Mm -hmm. And so the knowledge I'm going to learn from her is what I'm going to help to propel to Cal in this next year. This whole next year is exciting. It's so much, so much opportunity that, you know, it's just fallen in my lap in the past few weeks, but yeah. Nice. I'm glad things are working out for you, like in the last final stretch of 2023. But it's been a yeah. while since you've been on the show, so you got to tell us what you were doing beforehand, since some of the new listeners may not be familiar with what you were up to. Correct. You're absolutely right. So um, for the past year and a half, I have been the uh, brand ambassador and account manager for Takal in the state of Arkansas. Um, now I'm their market manager. So I'll be overseeing the, the other brand ambassadors that will come on board and content creators that will come on board for Arkansas. Um, but cur currently right now, I, uh, I create content for the brand. I do pop-up in-person in um, events at dispensaries where I educate the patients on our products and on the brand and I hand out swag and if, you know, I'll try to give other basic cannabis knowledge that I may have, or at least point them in the right direction to find, you know, any information that they may need as well. Okay, nice. I like that. So you're going around to these dispensaries, you're spreading the good vibes, giving out a lot of swag, but you're also giving them information because medical cannabis is like, not necessarily new in Arkansas, but the acceptance and understanding of it is so new that people like you are crucial to really get that understanding just on a ground level of like, it's not a plant you need to be scared of and it has all right. these benefits. And of course you're not a medical professional, so you're not giving medical advice, just gotta say that. But right. providing <laughs> people with the tools to educate themselves and then ask their doctors questions. Yes. Yes. And another thing, um, another thing that me and uh, my friend that is a director of operations for a company that she can't 
represent herself because, well, she has to represent herself in it, but she's starting this program called Ask Ethel, Mm -hmm. where uh, we're trying to build up the patient roles in Arkansas because there's so much weed in the industry that we can't sell it all to everybody because everybody has a limited amount of, you know, with their allotment Mm -hmm. and there's a limited amount of patients in Arkansas. And so we're just trying to bump up you know, people that may be kind of on the fence about whether they should get their card or not and help educate them to go ahead and make the decision to go ahead and get their, their cannabis card, you know, medical cannabis card as well. Nice. Yeah. Getting my, my med card in Arkansas was definitely like a huge shift in just my understanding of cannabis culture, my appreciation of the bud, and just like an actual concept of like, good quality weed that's supposed yeah. to be like what's safe to consume i don't have to worry about like hmm does like this this has like like <laughs> it was wrapped up in like a, a farmer jack bag or something just like mm-hmm. like questionable getting yourself into questionable situations just to get in a better mental space which ends up kind of contradicting the entire thing like there are yeah. legal avenues to where you can just be at peace of mind now so like definitely get up on that as soon as possible now we're gonna circle back to andrew because you've been over there so patient and we gotta know what you've been up to who you are because we may have forgotten in the few weeks since we heard your interview so tell us what's up and of course what you're smoking on well uh andrew uh originally hemp relations i, I kind of do little things here and there going to events you know kind of do some interview style stuff mm-hmm. on that side and then i have my business totally hypothetical care llc mm-hmm. and i make my own hemp products you know such as teas and i make my own sugar and stuff like that so that's me in a nutshell there okay. uh, as far as what i've been doing i went to competitions last few weeks ago here yeah. didn't win nothing unfortunately but that's all right mm-hmm. um it's just it was a really cool experience honestly to go from being a judge at a cannabis competition like two years ago to participating in one it's just like a whole different you know thing so it's pretty cool that's awesome so how'd you get to that point where you're now participating uh you know i just doing all the stuff for everyone else uh, i was like oh i you know i can make some products and then i followed that rabbit hole to like what's legal and all that stuff and i just went for it you know <laughs> okay nice so is this kind of like a end of the year type thing or is it like do you have another chance in the next couple months to I'm showing what you got again. We they do it every year, so there'll be more chances. And I think there's there's more than one competition too. I think per year. Okay, yeah, that's all. I was like, you got you got multiple times to just kind of like, bam, here's the drink, bam, here's this. Oh yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I couldn't use my strawberry lemonade because we had to turn it in within a certain time frame. Um, and I was worried it might go bad mm. since everything in it is fresh. So I had to go with the tea, and. Unfortunately, you know, like if you don't like green tea, you're not going to like my tea. So, I mean, it it was a chance I took. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. I haven't thought about entering any can of of cups out here, um, especially not for any infusions. But they do have like mushroom cups out here that I'm noticing uh, where they're like kind of. I'm, I'm not sure how it really works where they're testing the strain. I don't know if they test the quality of the potency. I know they like definitely see like the quality of how your grow looks. Um, but 
I'd have to um, ask my buddy Oscar about that from Mycelium Limited because I feel like he, I feel like he's participated in one. And he might know a little bit more about that. But I think next year, if not next year, maybe at least two years from now, I might throw my hat in the ring because I've been doing a lot of growing lately, and I'm so like I've been posting a lot of pictures to Social Club because there was like I was able to post for maybe like two months, and then I started getting in trouble on Instagram. And yeah, now all my con like a lot of my um grow content is not really visible to a lot of Instagram followers because it's all on social club. Now yeah. that leads around to today's discussion. The decline of cannabis content creation and gatekeeping within we'll branch it out not only within the cannabis community because this also happens within the mycology community as well although since it's kind of newer in acceptance to where states are legalizing selectively so you can only be so cocky about your growth from such and such because you don't want to like accidentally self-snitch tread lightly there but specifically within the cannabis community what are some issues you're knowing you're noticing as far as is anybody posting kind of content like that anymore unless they're a big business um has it been harder for you personally what's it been like in the past year starting with you, andrew well it's been rough i'd say honestly i'm stuck in a uh well, you know, you've gotten the message now when I said welcome to the club when you posted the, oh my the message. It tells you you're not going to be shown to anyone that's not following you. We're not pushing your reels. You're not. Yeah, I got that message about a week after I had a message that told me my reels were being pushed on Facebook because they were popular mm. on Instagram. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, cool. I guess I'm doing it right. And then a week later, I got that message. And I've been permanently stuck in that position ever since. So now I just kind of like post stuff kind of cannabis related, but not, you know, I don't really show products or anything like that. Okay. Uh, just trying to keep it as clean as possible. And hopefully one day they'll lift my ban. <laughs> well, because I, I actually have, I've, I stopped posting for about two months just because I was so exhausted from personal life. I came back, my account had no um, no issues with it. I made a post of just kind of how I've been spending time away, which I've been drinking um, one of the doobie drinks from Snapdragon. And just like, I we had gone up to Pikes Peak, so we were about like, I think 14,000 feet above sea level. And I post a picture of the can, do like a full pan. So it's mostly focusing on nature, but I immediately got my shit in trouble. I was I was good for like all of the 20 minutes I was online. Yeah. And I'm doing a giveaway um, for the 12 days of gift miss. Um, the first time I posted, it was on Instagram on my main account. Ended up getting removed within an hour because I was promoting the sales of cannabis. I post the same thing, same comment to my backup page. It's still up, no problem. Well, there's also the factor of people that just don't like that company or just don't like you and report your stuff when they see it just to get you in trouble. There's always that too. 
Yes. So have you noticed this being um, like an uptick in this in the past few months? You know, I have noticed that it seems like they've been cracking down. Again, they do it every like, you know, year or so where they'll like crack down real hard and everybody will get it. Like nobody's safe. I don't know if it's like they go on a tangent where they specifically look for cannabis, you know, once a year or something. But I've noticed it, it's, it comes back around every year where everyone just gets hit all of a sudden all at once. And it's like, oh, you just lost your page. Oh, you lost your page. Yours is banned. Oh, you just got, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, oh, man, just... I, I just I just stopped looking I stopped looking at Instagram for a while because I'm like I'm getting too fucking stressed. All these people around me getting deleted. All my DMs turned into just Instagram user with the gray bubble and the profile picture. My like, oh god, yeah. I'm open it up. It's going because there was a period of time I was opening it up and it was just logging me out. And I was like, oh, I get the the account's gone. It's gone. I don't want to see. So I, I just, I turned the phone off for a couple hours. I come back, I try, I try logging back in and it's like, oh, I still got the account. I guess it just, I guess it just glitched out. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't really, it's when you're trying to make a presence mm-hmm. on social media, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, man, as a parent, I'm like, all right. You know, if your kids are getting on there, which my kids don't have Instagram yet, for not for a while, but because of, you know, because of the crazy stuff you see on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So, like, you think they can't specifically target the trap accounts, you know, the blatant, like, pill mills and all that. Yeah, like the ones that got the clone cards. So they have to blanketly say no drugs and unfortunately we fall into the category of a drug whether we're not hurting anyone or or it helps someone or or not is not even you know an issue at that point like it it's a drug just like alcohol and everything else it's just it don't kill you and it can possibly help you with some things (laughs) yeah uh the issue I seem to notice the most is that because they can't really do anything about regulating the age of which people are online, because you could be 12, 13, and then just change the age to say you're older so that you can view the content. It was really hard to like, right. there's no way to properly police online. Not like you want to, even as a parent, it's like, there's only so much you can do because kids will always, if they really want to see something, they will always find a way to see something. Oh, yeah. Think back to when, when you were a kid, all the things that you got into that you weren't supposed to. I mean, come on. <laughs> Poor mom. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, Ebony, have you noticed any issues in the past year with your content creation? Have you been getting hit with a whole bunch of haters, just like you've been spam with reports? Um what's been going on yeah i've had a few uh a couple few hits um not 
knock on wood, God, knock on wood. <laughs> Not to the point that they're like, oh, you've been moved down, uh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, lately, I have been looking more into uh, use the use of hashtags and which hashtags are banned and which ones not to use and which ones are kind of uh, a little sus, you know, yeah. on on Instagram yeah. that may, you know, make you a target for possibly flagging. Like they'll be like, oh, this hashtag has been associated with, you know, this. It's like, okay. So I make I've been making like I've been creating a document of of these hashtags and stuff and notes and stuff, but um but on the Tacal Arkansas account like the first day that they handed it to me, I had a ding. I'm like the hell, <laughs> what the entire hell like, <laughs> and so um but I haven't like I said knock on wood i haven't had another ding on that account since then uh, but we've been trying to mixing the the content up on the tacal arkansas account to include because we also have merch for tacal since you know it's man's brand and everything and so um between um the content i've been posting is like more merch and a, just a, a few posts about like the new the new strain that came out the glitter bomb that was just released mm-hmm. in October, and then um, also you know Wu Tang had their first show in Arkansas in October yeah. as well after 30, 30 years of them performing. Was, like as soon <laughs> as I move, y'all won't come down there. <laughs> but you know now you're in Colorado, so you'd be able to go to all. I mean, they come through Colorado yeah. regularly, but it's so much more expensive probably. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes those shows, you you never know. So and and you know I, I could try to see what I can I could try to do for you oh, too. Oh, okay, interested. But I mean I can't. Whatever it's Wu Tang, it's a little it's a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. But if it were like Red, if it were like a Method Man or Red show, or uh, if you're Method Man by himself, I can like ask the team possibly. But I'm still working to get to the point that you know I have a little bit more. Pool, but yeah um, okay okay it's just you know a few few degrees separation you know <laughs> so you've only had the account dinged once very very nice i'm trying to scroll yeah. back to see what's been going on on my account because i vaguely remember making my first post about being in trouble almost two years ago at this point <laughs> um and i've been in trouble ever since because I started out to get real hot. I was doing a whole bunch of Nug photography and like infographics where I was explaining like average THC percentage, the terpenes, um, like a, a anatomy of a strain is what I was calling it. And I did about three or four of those a day for maybe two weeks. And it was gaining a lot of traction, which I thought was positive at first, but then I got this like notification bar at the top of my screen that was like, man, you're doing so well. You should call and talk to Instagram about how well you're doing. And I'm like, that's weird. So I was going to call with the intent of like, we're going to talk marketing strategy, how to get me really out there because I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm doing pretty well, getting the podcast hyped up, making some entertaining content, Instagram likes. So they called like yeah um your page has been flagged since the first day you made it and we've been what you're very close to if you keep posting these at the frequency that you're posting we're going to ban your account and that was within a month of having the podcast 
that I was at risk of getting completely deleted off the face of the earth. So for about the first nine months, I was absolutely terrified of the possibility of getting deleted. But for the first nine months, there was a lot more freedom in what you could post. My older content, there's a lot more like uh, pictures from the dispensary runs I was doing, different pins and um, merch I had that had like pot leaves on there and lighters, kind of like showing my process for the drinks I was, I was mixing and different things I was collecting from like smoke shop halls. And the further you get into my content, the closer you get up to current 2023, the less and less I'm actually able to do what I want. And I'm only at the point of like, I've got to make very strategic promotional posts that kind of are just a whole bunch of word salad nothings that I can't actually explicitly tell you, hey, go shop with this person or look at this new product that you can buy from this website. Or I like this product and I've made a recipe with it. Here's the recipe so you can recreate it. And now I can't even post episode titles if they have smoke in them or anything relating to mycology or like I've gotten so many um, interview screenshots from like Spotify and Apple podcast flagged. And it's because it says something like, I'm, I'm trying to find, yeah. Snapdragon hemp, black label, 25 milligram cannabis. Because it said hemp, yeah, um, flagged for that. Then I had another one where I said CBD in the title, flagged for that, hempinate easy. And then it was just back, like after a while, it's just like, so it's just, what, what, what's next? What are we just gonna like flag because my name? And then I spoke too fucking soon. So now they're highly suggesting that I change my name and maybe not smoke to smoke. And I guess um, redacted to redacted, just nothing smoke related. They're saying change the name and the profile bio because it's, um, they can't give me a straight answer. They said it's promoting nudity and violence and I don't really know where. But it's kind of those things where you get random reports like that and you can tell that it's like a mix of Instagram automatically flagging your page now because you've been reported so much. And then people kind of just reporting whatever will get the first signal from Instagram, usually nudity or guns. That's so crazy. Like <laughs> for you to say violence and then I was like, what, what in the world? Really? On your picture? <laughs> oh, that, that's, that's, ridiculous yeah i've been flagged like at least three four times a week every week for almost two years like i'm just waiting to go at this point and see like i want to i want to increase my reach and i want to you know i think i want to get verified but i don't because i feel like if i get verified i don't want to pay for the verification i want to get you know the the news articles so like once the stuff of mosaic templars hits that i could probably get verified that way but mm -hmm. um but the only thing is i'm scared that if i do that they'll be a little bit more strict on you know cannabis posts and stuff like that so yeah, i'd rather kind of slip through the cracks right now i don't even want mm -hmm. a huge reach but 
I kind of do, but I kind of don't. And I don't, you know, the more reach you have, the more people you have reporting you and stuff like that. Even though every post that has cannabis or a joint or anything like that, that shows, I'm always like, not, uh, nothing for sale or trade and all those, you know, the, um, the disclaimer at the end, it still doesn't fucking work, but I'm sorry. (laughs) It's it's okay. It's like, it doesn't, like I've put as many, uh, not for sale. Um, not for sale or trade. I could put as yeah. many different um acronyms as I want. It doesn't matter. They're like, nope, it still looks like green in the picture. Uh, the only time I haven't gotten in trouble was when I was posting pictures of blunt wraps and instead of like holding up a nug with it, I just had some fake lettuce. I did that for about three or four photos, then I got agitated because it was working. And I'm like, nah, I'm not doing this. And then like I see this other, <laughs> like I was following this other uh this other educator and, and cannabis content mm-hmm. creator, and she just got she just mm-hmm. hit a hundred thousand followers, but she made like mm-hmm. hundred one hundred and K out of herb, but it wasn't cannabis. It was like it looked like maybe rosemary or fennel or something like that. It had like long skinny leaves, mm-hmm. but she used that mm-hmm. as herb as well but she's talking about how you know how she gets hit a lot and how her account gets dinged and and stuff like that but it's just i'll I'll see if i can remember who she is and i'll send that video to you i mean it's a lot of content creators that were just like making insane strides over the past like three years that now you don't see them anymore because everybody just collectively was like i'm tired of getting in trouble or this is the third time I've gotten deleted at 7,000 or 10,000 or 20,000 followers. And I've made all this yeah. content. I don't feel like reposting it. It's not even like it doesn't. It was for a time that it no longer is. And now you want me to repost it three years later? That's no. Yeah. I mean, at one point I was getting weekly 10K plus views on Instagram for my reels. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like done dead stop like full stop no not anymore we're not <laughs> showing your reels we're not no you're done i'm not gonna lie it was kind of like oh uh, i guess it's time to take a break then yeah i do have a question so uh, are you, either of you all like monetized on instagram mm-hmm. as well because i'm wondering if that makes it more strict as so- well if you know the monetization that was the issue between oh i'm sorry i'll go ahead no Uh, that was the issue that i had between um my main account and my backup on my main account when i did the giveaway i said that i was with a paid partnership with snapdragon so Mm. they said that i was going against branding guidelines and selling marijuana but when i went through my backup and didn't put paid partnership now it's all good. I'm not selling anything. Matter of fact, it even says not for sale or trade right here in the description. So now we can that too. That works out. But I'm getting a little anxious because um, I'm almost at like 1.7K on the viewership for the giveaway. And then I was going to do like the live for the nine days of Christmas. And I really like that idea, but I also forgot, like, I'm still very much in trouble. So I did the first one. The viewership, well, it says it has like 16 likes and a whole bunch of interaction with it as far as like, it got out to 85 accounts, but it tells me that zero of those accounts actually watched it. And the viewership 
went from that 1.7K that I was having for a little while to now I'm down to 77. Now I'm down to zero. And also the giveaway was acting funny because I couldn't see the person's comments unless I followed them back and also approved the content to be shown on my post. That's so weird. That's Yeah, I'm, like, I'm tired of using this app. Like, I don't know, like, y'all didn't broke my shit beyond repair. Right. I don't, I don't understand. And like, and what's, what trips me out is like Meta tries to make it seem like they care about their users and they don't give a flying flip about us because we are just numbers and dollar signs for them so because i feel like there's been a lot of like petitions to like increase like increase the amount of creation that we're allowed to do as an industry and just have more of a voice overall and people were signing it like crazy because they're like yeah i want to like be able to not worry about having like my thousand posts deleted in my sleep and every time that they've gotten a petition signed and sent over to Instagram, then it gets stricter. And it feels like those people who signed are now not there anymore. On exactly. The they, they, I mean, it, it sounds like, like they, they take the list and be like, okay, we're going to take them out and them out and them out, you know, yeah, and they target those people, which is really, <laughs> that's really fucked up. Um, and it just is not a good look for the company once again. <laughs> and like, so I also, oh, another thing Takal has me doing behind the scenes is moderating their official Facebook fan page with over 300,000 people. Cause whenever they had the giveaway for the, uh, the last giveaway for the lock boxes last month, they were getting hit left and right, or rather we were getting hit left and right with scammers in the comments. I even had one of my friends like text me like, hey, is this legit? And I was like, yeah, it's legit. She was like, well, I was asking for my credit card. I was like, oh, no. And I was in Target. I stopped where I was in the aisle of Target yeah. to take out scammers because I'm like freaking out oh, no. <laughs> that it's, it's happening right. It was happening right then in that moment. And so, um, but yeah, it's, and so the Tical, I said all that <laughs> to say that Tical on, to Cal official on uh facebook we don't really post any well i mean not counting the lock boxes but like nuggets and stuff aren't on the facebook page mm -hmm. at all and and you know there's not a to Cal arkansas facebook page so uh it's just the instagram but yeah uh we're i mean the team is very selective and they try to look up the legalities of stuff you know, just to, to look out for the brand and for the team to protect Method Man and, and the brand itself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I try to be as cognizant of, of, of my posting as well, because I am a representative of the brand as well. So when you say cognizant of your posting, because um, let's keep in mind, you're not really posting anything heinous, but what is some of the coding that you're using um, or nuances in how you like maybe present the product to get yourself in less trouble what's working for you right now um well the main thing is not is finding creative ways to mention cannabis but not in a way that is like you know dead on for them to be like hey 
<laughs> like at first I was doing like, uh, I was looking up some hashtags like cannabis industry and, and all that, but even I now kind of feel like just the word cannabis in any of the hashtags yeah, or anything like smoke or I think what else, like it's, I mean, you can look up, there's a, uh, there is a website that you can look up and see if certain hashtags are banned on Instagram. And I try to utilize that to figure out how to, uh, add to the hashtags that they are that the team already wants me to create for the Cal Arkansas page anyway. But that's that's really what I do. I I just I mean the main thing for us is we watch our hashtags and then we always put the um the disclaimer at the end. You know, if we have cannabis in the shot. But um other than that, I mean this it's really up to the brand. I mean it's up to up to Instagram if mm -hmm. they decide to take it down or not, you know. Uh, I think we're just slipping through the cracks right now. Basically, nobody's yeah. like reporting us. Really, yeah. knock on wood. Continue to knock yeah. on wood. Yeah, I got you too, right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Knock on my hard work over here. <laughs> it's okay. We got trees outside. As you can go. find. Like. <laughs> I know, right? Go hug a tree. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I so I stopped using hashtags completely because I was like, okay, smoke's getting in trouble. And the last giveaway I did, I'd like hashtag smoke to smoke. And the folks are getting in trouble for using that because that's two smokes and one hashtag. But I'll um I'll like share with you, I guess, some of the hashtags that I do to mm. that maybe you can because I'll do stuff like I'll look up so one one strategy I had seen on TikTok about Instagram is to keep your hashtags to like under 10. Um you want like a third of them like super broad. So I've been looking up like which hashtags are really like have the millions in it. So like I'll do something like good vibes or live in the dream or something like that, you know, and then they still want like a, another third or, or two thirds of your hashtags to be specific to the post. And so for us, that would be, you know, to Cal, to Cal official, to Cal Arkansas, Method Man. But Method Man is still pretty broad because it, his, his hashtag has, like either 400,000 or a million, but Method Man official has fewer. But you know, I've just I've been researching this on my own. Gotcha. Ooh. I was doing that for a little bit, but I was honestly just running myself rampant trying to find like what hashtags were okay to use because it was at a period of time where they were like changing what hashtags were acceptable yeah. from like every couple of weeks. I was just getting real tired of it. And I was like, at the time I was talking to other people about it and they're just all like, I just stopped using hashtags because mm. it's not like it's doing anything anyway. But it helps. It does help bring in people that, cause like on my personal page, like yeah. on the, on the, on the Takao Arkansas page, we do like 30 hashtags. I don't, and, and I was on the strategies that I've seen, they said, don't use 30 hashtags and don't put it in the first comment. Like Takao has me do. And, um, but like on my personal page, I'll do like the under 10 and then, um, what was I, what point was I was trying to make dog on it? This day heavy cream got my head going. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've, I've been having this doobie blast over here and I'm like, okay, I know I had a, I know like I was talking myself in the circles. <laughs> That's what it feels like. But, um, but anyways, <laughs> the, um, I just really, I, the strategy, oh, that's right. It was a strategy. So they were saying mm -hmm. under 10 hashtags have a third 
super broad, uh, two thirds of it really specific to what the post is about. Um, keep it at the bottom of your caption. Um, and I will make sure that I will send you that website that has the hashtag checker as well. So you know which ones are banned and which ones are safe. Okay. Well, if nothing else, we will also be sure to include that little tidbit, the link, um, for listeners who are content creators themselves and kind of just want to save themselves a little bit of headache before they go and make the post and get all that nice work deleted within two seconds. (laughs) Hey, you. Do you have a question you want to ask or want to submit an idea for a future show? Email me at smoke2smoke420 at gmail.com or send me a voice message on the podcast website. Please be sure to give us a review and share this show at your next smoke sesh. The podcast email will be included in the show notes. Also, did you know that after a long time coming, Smoke to Smoke finally has a newsletter? That's right, the new best way to stay connected with the show as things ramp up is through the newsletter. With the increased amount of censorship and privilege removal from Instagram, the chance of getting deleted seems extra high. So if you hadn't had the chance, head over to smoketosmokepodcast.com, click on the high maintenance newsletter tab, and fill out a few quick details to sign up. When you join, you'll get exclusive access to special giveaways sponsored by Caligars and the affiliates of the show, Find out when new products release on the affiliates and sponsors website, and even better, if you live in Colorado and you have an interest in mycology, you can sign up for the Myco Enthusiast section to gain access to promotions, discounts, and giveaways hosted by myself and the show's partner Mycelia Unlimited on genetics and grow kits for educational and research purposes. Don't forget, for the latest updates when the show airs, sneak peeks into my canon adventures, and for educational cannabis and mycology content, you can check out Smoke to Smoke's main and backup pages, Smoke to Smoke underscore podcast, and Smoke to Smoke underscore productions on Instagram. Again, the podcast is still currently pretty hardcore shadow banned on Instagram, so the best way to help this show continue to grow is by word of mouth. Share the show with your friends and Canna family and let them know that they can now enjoy the show too wherever they stream on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to follow the show wherever you're streaming right now so that you're the first to know when a new episode drops. Thank you for tuning in this week. So next up, oh yeah, what what you got to say, Andrew? I was I was gonna say if you guys uh, if you like doing the reels, <clears throat> if you want your reels to move, the best thing to do is to go into your trending reels because that's gonna be your market most likely, and whichever song or music whatever pops up more than three times while you're scrolling, use that in your reel. Either find a way to use it or put it in there and mute it. So that you get the hype from that reel and it'll boost you. That's what I did to get my huge viewership for the little bit that it lasted. <laughs> awesome. I'm I'm trying to figure out how to um how to drive a trend with sound. So since Takal, we're in 
what, 13, 12, 13 states now. So, you know, we have those accounts and then we each, uh, mm -hmm. each state has at least one other rep in it. So we have their personal accounts. So maybe we can start to push a trend for sound. And so maybe we can, I'm, I'm trying to, go. I'm trying to figure this out. So I want to talk with our art director tomorrow. Like maybe mm -hmm. if we share, you know, a sound from the Takal official Instagram page, you do like the original reel and then we pull the sound and post it in our own reels as well to help drive a trend. But um, these are just strategies mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out. And um, yeah, that's, that's, I, I try to wrap my mind around, I analyze a whole bunch of stuff and pay attention to a whole bunch of patterns. So that's how I'm trying to figure this stuff out. <laughs> Reverse engineering. Yeah. Yep. Usually, I just, I don't like following exactly. the trend like that. Yeah. And I know that's not really effective if you're yeah. trying to grow your, your um, platform. But at this point, yeah. I was like, hey, yeah. I'm trying to grow it, I'm going to get in trouble. So I'm just going to do what I enjoy. And a lot of that is like interesting lo-fi music or just yeah. something like very soulful boom bap. So for me, I don't necessarily base it off of, okay, I've heard this song three times in like, my trending reels i stopped really watching reels too much now that they're a lot of them just kind of seem like they're commercials instead of content but like i go off of kind of just what songs i've been listening to at the time that like just out smoking living life and kind of taking time away what's something that i heard this song and I just and that is exactly how I used to do it. This right here. And when I gave so, up and was like, "Screw it," and started following the trends, that's when I started blowing up. It sucks, but if you want to start blowing up, that's what you do. You just got to follow the trends and then do your own thing, but hope that you didn't get, mm -hmm. you know, destroyed yeah. <laughs> beforehand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, I don't, I don't know, I just like, because for me, when I try to follow like trends, especially with like being in front of the camera for reels, if I, if I'm not in the mood too, because I just don't have that like on camera personality to keep that hype up, it doesn't feel genuine to me. And it makes me lose, like, I feel even yeah. more disillusioned in the content that I'm making. Cause like, okay, I'm just making this to go viral, but I'm not trying to go viral with my podcast, really. I mean, like, I, I never really went into this podcast expecting to go viral like that because it's an educational cannabis show. And like, to, he's like, oh man, you hear that that interview with Doctor Such and Such? You're like, oh yeah, like that's not really something that you go talk to the boys about, like that. <laughs> yeah, like, but it's not like a. Right. mainstream usually not a whole bunch of folks are doing that so it's like i've got like i've always had to try to reframe myself um from the beginning where i'm like i'm not doing really well and making like a whole bunch of traction the way i want i just like it's about redefining your own success to like okay well i had more than i had a few weeks ago i'm still making content and it's building up from it's it's building up in a way that I'm enjoying. And if people get enjoyment and get something out of it, then that's in my book how I define a win. But for content creators across the industry, everybody has in their own right what 
art is. And that's when we get into so much hostility and gatekeeping within the cannabis community. So now let's talk about a little bit of that gatekeeping that's going on. Because while we're dealing with a lot of hostility and toxicity from players like Instagram and other um, big corporations that are kind of like iffy with what their lawyers are willing to interpret as far as the law and what content is allowed at that time. Um, What about the people in the community that are also kind of making things a little tough right now? Have you had any, and you don't, please don't um, go highly specific to where you might get yourself into an internet fight um, by talking about this person. But have you had a whole bunch of negative interactions or fights over things that you think shouldn't have happened cannabis related well for me i haven't i i do my best to stay out of any kind of conflict because like i said i represent a celebrity brand so i can't yeah yeah you can't be buck wilding on there no not at all like i do not want to get fired so <laughs> i do not want to make i don't want uh because whenever i met method man and after the show in uh in october he was like, aren't you Ebony? I was like, oh my God, yes. He knew who I was and he sees some of the stuff that I post and he said for me to keep on going. And so he's aware of my work here in Arkansas. And, he are, and it meant a lot for him to, you know, to recognize me without me having to introduce myself, you know, to him. But um, gatekeeping wise, no, I haven't. But then I'm working right now, I'm working to network a little bit more, just, you know, reach out and go on people's lives and stuff like that. And um, I just try to, I try to see the vibe of, you know, people going live and stuff and mm-hmm. then start commenting and try to build a rapport in that, in that way first before I try to just pop on their live or anything like that. But, oh, oh yeah. one other thing, have you thought about like, going on LinkedIn to share your information, share your podcasts and stuff too. Because I think from what I understand, LinkedIn is a little bit more um, cannabis friendly than Instagram and Facebook or any of the meta, you know, pages. But I know, I know you don't really want to deal with Twitter because Elon Musk is acting mm-hmm. a donkey right now. So, <laughs> well, as always, I should say. Yeah, but, I mean, like, honestly... <laughs> <laughs> but LinkedIn is, uh, and then like another thing you got to realize about LinkedIn is more professional people that have mm-hmm. the disposable income to consume and try the cannabis products are on there as well. And so I'm going to look into doing more on LinkedIn uh, for Tikal, um because I don't know how much I need to talk with uh, the art director tomorrow about that and see what they're already doing on there, if they're doing anything on there at all. LinkedIn is definitely an interesting platform. Very great. I like. I was hesitant to be on it for about a like, at least the first year of the podcast. But I let somebody finally talk me into it, and it's basically free game over there. I post my grow videos for my mushrooms, um, back when I was starting that up, and I post like my macro shots and different bud photography for Snapdragon on there. Um, things I pick up from the dispensary. Yeah, it's definitely way easier to post on there. I've never worried about my content ever getting deleted from LinkedIn at all. And I've definitely gotten a lot of, I've met a lot of interesting folks that have ended up on the show from being on LinkedIn. See, there you go. That Look, all, all signs are pointing to, <laughs> to 
to you to like do more on LinkedIn and then occasionally on Instagram to test to see if you're, if you know, your audience comes back. So. Yeah. It's just, it's hard for me because with LinkedIn, that's one of the, I mean, all platforms have their peak hours, but unlike every other social media platform, mm -hmm. their peak hours are my work hours. Yeah. Because in this platform so i can't be on my phone at the job because then i'm gonna get in trouble at the job because you're like hey so what are you doing like oh, i'm posting weed photos like all right in the office or like, or you can see if there's a scheduler so that's another thing if there's automation for that there is i've tried that before but i just i'm so meticulous in the way i go about posting that even after i type something up I'll look at it for another 20, 30 minutes just to make sure there's no wonky typos in it. Nothing that I think was weird phrasing or just like blockhead phrasing where like you read it and just like you've already smoked, you don't know what's happening now. And I just, every time I've left it up to like, all right, I'm gonna do this post scheduler. I look back like a few days later or like a couple weeks later and I'm like, wow, this whole little chunk I made didn't make sense. Like I need to do it in the moment because I like, I'm paying the most attention to it. But if I feel like I'm like, I don't know, it's just me personally. I know like schedulers work for a lot of people because it's, it's smart to have all your content planned out like that. But I'd rather just have the pictures. And then once I've decided what I'm going to say, then do it. Cause what I want to say one night after I take the photo may change completely once the next days happen too. So it's like, I dig that, <laughs> but I, I'm just like, I can go back and edit. <laughs> so, I mean, if I have to, uh, but I haven't really yeah. done much posting on LinkedIn. Like the only, the last post I did was the announcement of me being accepted into that, um, that mentorship program in the past couple of weeks. But uh, that was really the first time I've ever posted on LinkedIn. I'm not sure other than my, my uh, profile picture, but but yeah, that's something to look into a little bit more still. Like, I know you don't really like the automation part, but maybe the more you practice with it, then the, the easier it gets and you'll get a flow to it. So, yeah, I think just once I get a little bit more time to focus on that type of thing, yeah. then yeah. I do like a scheduler for the, the newsletter that I was doing for the podcast for a little while, which I plan on starting back up here in hopefully the next couple months or so. But at that right now, since there hasn't been any content coming out, it's felt like no point in making the newsletter because it's like no news today. Hey, I don't, I don't really have anything to tell folks, but we're going to be ramping that back up as more content comes out. But yeah, LinkedIn is definitely a productive place to get your content out there if you are doing things like um, mini commercials or um, product photography or just kind of telling people more about what your capabilities are from a business standpoint, instead of just trying to make entertaining content because they like that. But you can also just be like, all right, here's the entertainment, but here's the business promoting your stuff. I'm like, please buy. And also here's what I'm capable of and how I can add on to, to your business. And then another thing is that we got to remember is we need to, we need to patronize the people that accept us. So, if face if meta isn't going to play then why are we you know why are we even still dealing we need to go on to these other platforms that will accept us yeah now one platform that has a hard time deciding if it's accepting anything <laughs> at all ever is reddit um this 
was a lot of the gatekeeping I was noticing at first because I wanted to try to interact with more communities um, to find out just people talking about like sharing their nug photos a lot more freely, um, their experiences from like trying certain strains because there's like um, ARMMJ. So if I saw a strain, like I would actually be able to see pictures of the strain outside of the containers from the dispensary and have a person do a review before I head over to the suite or I head over to a different dispensary in town and actually check out what's going on. And it made it like everybody was having a community discussion and that was cool. But then all of a sudden, I decided I'm a post in r slash art cannabinoid. Uh, my bad, art, not art cannabinoid, alt cannabinoid. Blech. But um, I post some HHC and I got... I got blazed for like the next 20, 30 minutes. So I deleted that post. Like everybody was unhappy because it, <laughs> it, it was people divided between why aren't you smoking CBD? Um, that shit's fake and trash and not good for you. People arguing back and forth about the chemical makeup and origins of HHC. And there's a, there's another category that I'm I'm missing here. Oh yeah. Folks that are just like, why haven't you tried Delta 8? Why isn't Delta 8 good for you? What gives you the right? And all of it, when I'm just posting it, here's what I'm smoking tonight, post. And it's not just me. Because if you go to, like, the joint rolling section on there, or, like, and they, like, if if somebody got a joint that look a little pregnant in the middle, like, extra, extra chunky, then they're not going to have a good night. Everybody's got something negative to say. And, like, I get, like, jokes and stuff, but when you're telling people, like, you're a shitty person because you smoke bad weed, like, that's where the toxicity is coming in. So yeah. I'm just Yeah. <laughs> trolling for no reason. Like, well, uh, see, I don't even use Reddit often, but now I see why I don't well, use it. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I no use thing. a bunch of I try. folks, man. I don't need that chat. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Well. Um. Unfortunately, while I did want to talk about the drama going on within the cannabis community in the state, personally, I um. I'm like not involved, but then oddly getting roped into it too much to where I just. Mm, I'd rather not. Honestly, yeah. I'd. I'd really just. I'd, I'd rather not deal with all the, because there's a lot of rumors going around. There's a lot of truth going around. There's a lot of emails going around. And I just decided to get off the internet. And every state, it seems like the more and more we're trying to push for legalization nationally, we're doing dumb stuff to pigeonhole ourselves back into a corner of recriminalization. Events getting robbed, dispensaries getting robbed. The market's not being able to adjust to the like the fact that there's was too much growing going on for the few years like um like 2016 like 2020 way too much growing going on it's just all too many things going on and it's because we can't discuss on the national level for some reason just the issues that are going on in the cannabis industry and try to work together on a resolution because we all want it legal, but because there's like 50 different ways that we want it legal, 
nobody's agreeing and making it harder on everybody else. For sure. Yeah, that's – I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> that's crazy. Everybody wants it their way. Nobody can agree. Hey, it's me, Miss Cadabra. Over here at Smoke to Smoke, it fills me with such joy and excitement to bring you product reviews and interviews with amazing guests each week. And now, the show has a sponsor that's equally as excited to bring you more great content in 2023. Stand back and make way for Caligars. Caligars is an up-and-coming heavy hitter in the cannabis industry. We're talking about Blunt and Joint Rollers Central over here as these guys have Blunt and Keith glue in a wide variety of different flavors. Joint Rollers, Canagar Packing Kits, Glass Tips and Wood Tips, Cones and Cannons, Blunt Wraps, and so much more. If you want to up your rolling game, head on over to Caligars.com and don't forget to use the code CADABRA, that's C-A-D-A-B-R-A, to save yourself 10% off your future purchases. So, I know y'all have had some drama going on in your states, and you may have been less involved than I am in my state. So, I want to talk a little bit about the whole Delta 8 and hemp issue in Arkansas getting removed from the shelves because you were there in real time. So, let us know what happened, Ebony. Um, well, I'm not too familiar with the, uh, the Delta 8 use, but I mean, I know that it was pulled from the shelves after a law was passed saying that, you know, hemp, all hemp products need to be only in dispensaries, but then uh, either an injunction happened to roll it back or something. I'm not sure exactly, but something, some court order made them reinstate it. So, I mean, the, the Delta eight products are back in like the smoke shops and the gas stations and stuff. That's all I know about it. I don't, I don't know much else about it. Okay. I mean, basically, we just need a little rundown of the situation. Yeah. So, I don't know why they think that, oh, you're going to push it to dispensaries, and that the dispensaries that are already growing THC over that 0.3% would then be like, yeah, I'm going to grow this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, like, just as far as it being like, why would I work on hemp when I'm already growing so much weed? Right. Yeah, because it's not the same quality, you know, of, I guess, cannabinoids and stuff. I'm, well, I'm not totally, don't, don't, don't get me to lie. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, they got Andrew right here. He gonna, he gonna educate you. <laughs> but, but, but no, what I'm saying is like, that may be what, how they view it in their eyes, but I'm not totally sure, you know, but yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. That's not my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the same way that you have to educate about cannabis in the state, there needs to be that um, in regards to hemp as well. Yes. Because yeah. it's still an option for people who can't get their med card in the state, that they're not necessarily willing to realize is a thing because there are so many different Delta 8 products and all these other random cannabinoid things that are just like in fine right. print. It's hard to really navigate what's safe what's going to be a good talk, like a good potency for me and what's going to just melt me into the couch to where I don't want to do anything at all anymore. Right. It's hard right. to gauge that because there's no education. A lot of people don't even know what 
HHCO or HHCP is because where did it come from at this point? Like there's so many cannabinoids coming out. I can't keep track. And see, I've heard of HHC, but I can't remember what ex- what it is exactly. I had heard it mentioned like months ago on, a, I was on a Twitter space and I remember taking notes about it, but I can't, uh, I, I meant to look more into it, but I just, mm-hmm. I forgot until you mentioned you, until you brought it up. So that means I need to revisit yeah, really that. Like it. It's another converted cannabinoid. Yeah. It's basically uh, one of like uh, the more soft core converted cannabinoids before they started coming out with all these different, like, um, yeah, THCP, they got THCPO now they got, uh, you know, THCB, what else we got? Uh, HHC, HHCO, uh, THCM. Yeah. B, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen B lately. I've seen, yeah. Elemental P. Which I looked at. think It was the THCB or whatever that I was looking <laughs> up. It's like it comes from a plant in Sicily. Like n- nobody, what? nobody is giving what? that here. It's all converted. Like, come on. Oh, what? So it's more like it should be like a WTF <laughs> FML. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's crazy the stuff they it got is. like i it's... i was on that train for a little bit doing reviews i'm not gonna lie uh i stopped at thco yeah i was too as soon as i had thco i was like you know what i'm just gonna head back to the dispensary all things considered i think i yeah, had a nice I... mm-hmm. yeah it felt like pills to me and i didn't like yeah that. like i felt like xanax and i cannot do yeah it. exactly that's exactly what it reminded oh, me oh i haven't ever taken yeah, i was telling like, my friends that no, earlier no, i've never taken xanax not for me no like, but don't want the I'm, I'm good on that i'll need to yeah. take that but I, i'm curious about like the the delta eight products that are like in the head shops no. or at the um you know uh smoke yeah, shops yeah, make sure it's just delta eight or delta nine because that's that's good to go but if Del- Delta eight other- is still converted. <laughs> well, Delta eight is still converted. Mm, yes, but it's overall more of a tolerable thing on your body as opposed to like take a few hits and feel like you're melting down into the earth. It's like oh yeah, it's definitely more of the upper side for sure. Yeah. Oh. It's like oh, I can still like exist in in society and stuff after I've had this. Okay, maybe I don't need that. Jeez. Well, no, Delta Eight is cool. Delta, no, oh, oh. It's a personal preference. Like, the ones that like have Delta is a personal preference, really. I mean, I just I don't really do any of the converted cannabinoids anymore. Like, it's just a personal yeah I'm just... thing for me. Just because out of all of the companies that I've like seen and seen how they make stuff and all that, like, I think I'd be cool with consuming from like three yeah <laughs> and, and you know like they don't have any oversight nothing like that it's just i don't know that's what scares me not not the feelings or anything or the fact that it's using chemistry like i don't care i just care that we don't know where that's coming from but that's what scares me yeah that's another thing I, that's that is another thing i worry about is like getting those products at the smoke shops and stuff where are they coming from so um at least i know like with the dispensary i know it's coming from our grower <laughs> so What's, especially like with yeah. the cowboy sorry y'all i was on nine percent i had to get the charger real quick <laughs> all right all right let's re let's rewind real quick what are we talking about <laughs> um 
we were just wrapping up the the, the comment about the uh, Delta Eight, basically. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I um unfortunately since I've been just focusing on um, THC and THCA lately, I haven't been too focused on the other like uh, Delta. I still enjoy Delta Eight gummies, but here in Colorado, my logic is. Why would I pay $50 for a Delta 8 vape when I can get one from the dispensary of my med card for like 10 Right. Yeah, that's, I mean, why would you? It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, at least, you know, that. like I was saying, at least, you know, the dispensaries, you know, well, most dispensaries, you know, the quality is consistent, so... I- Oh, hey, there be some nasty ones out here too. There's yeah, so damn many. I just honestly. feel like Delta yeah, that's what I said most. And it's done. Like, I feel like everybody's yeah. kind of sort of moving slowly away from it. Like, I've seen the change definitely slowly taking over. You see more of the Delta Nine THCA. Like everyone's moving more towards that because it's just overall easier to easier to understand to people because it's the one with the most relative potency yeah. to yeah because yeah, it's not like oh this one's 33 like 33 times as strong as we like, yeah. why do and i why? want that in my right body? i mean at some point it's got to be like a waste right because your receptors are shut off when you've had too much so at oh. some point it's just got, and there's some chemicals that actually like destroy or like block those to where you can't oh. like it'll mess with your tolerance. Wow. Yeah, it either shoots up your tolerance real bad or people end up getting very sensitive to all forms of THC yeah. and have something called yeah. cannabis hypermesis syndrome yeah. where they're oh, getting yeah. nauseous, violently ill, just too much THC. And that's yeah. what I'm like so afraid of. And like as I was eating edibles for a while, I was drinking infused drinks, I was smoking, I was doing dabs. All within like a few hours, I'm like, man, I just don't want to get sick because I really like smoking. So had to cut back a little bit because it wasn't the fact that if I was smoking all that amount but just flour, that'd be different. But it's because it's the high concentrations of it yeah. too. I bet it's yeah. easy to burn. I think out. there's a lot of factors that yeah. go into that cannabinoid hypermesis as well. I, I don't think it's just like having too much. Because, you know, it, it's also, you got to think, you got to deal with all the things that come along with being at that level, you know, your vision gets a little different, you might be a little lightheaded, so you might get a little dizzy, like, you know, stuff like that could make you sick, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you never know. And like, what else is in your yeah, system? You Do know. you have a, right. did you drink coffee? Because caffeine and high amounts of THC will make you sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or even alcohol, too. Yeah, and alcohol, too. Yeah. I'm not trying to get the spins like that. Like, that was, that was the time, and I'm over it now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Done. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not the t-shirt. <laughs> All right, y'all. So, overall, I'd say this conversation went quite all over the place. but we had a lot on our minds i felt we chatted out pretty good and i had a pretty good sesh with y'all so one more time tell us who you guys are where to find you online and by the time this episode uploads if you haven't gotten shadow banned even more we'll go (laughs) and tag that (laughs) 
<laughs> and we'll come and find you so we can come support you. So, Ebony, what you got? Yes, I'm Ebony Blevins. I am the market manager for Tekel, Arkansas. Um, you can find my personal account at Ms. Camera Lady on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Uh, what else? Snapchat, which I hardly use, uh, and LinkedIn. And um, in uh, and Tekel, Arkansas underscore on, on Instagram and Tekel Official if you want to Follow the official Tacal page and always met the man official for Mr. Meff, Mr. M-E-F. He's so deaf. <laughs> There's also Tacal, Colorado, since you know, smoke, smoke, yes. relocated. So you got to show them some support out here too. Yes. Yeah. We're located in 13 states. Um, I think it's 13 now, but New Mexico just launched like last week. Oh, damn. It's been a lot more since we last chatted. Yes. A whole lot more. Yes. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, hopefully next time we chat, y'all got even more. Heck yeah. That's the the plan. Onward and upward. All right. All right. Maybe we'll get some Takao Hawaii up in here. We're going to see what's happening. We'll see. (laughs) Okay. I'm feeling tropical today. Now, Andrew, let us know where to find you at. All right. Andrew Smith, and uh, you can find me at Hemp Relations on Instagram, or you can find me by my business name, Totally Hypothetical Care LLC, on Instagram as well. And uh, I should have my teas out soon. You said teas? Yep, I should have them ready to ship soon. Okay, awesome. All right, sorry, I just had to clarify because I heard you should have your teeth out soon. So I'm like, oh. I thought you said teeth too. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Like, oh no, are you gonna get like implants? <laughs> that sounds fun. All right. <laughs> so I'm gonna get the gold implants. Yeah, we'll we're gonna go wrong. Have the fangs. Yeah, all right, all right. Nice, all right. nice. So we're gonna have a whole bunch of things planned next time you, you hear from us next. We're gonna have full decked out grills yeah. going on. We're gonna have tropical weed, and y'all heard it here first. All right, y'all. It's been an absolutely fantastic chat. I had so much fun. You guys have a great night, and I will see you around.